I am excited you guys chose the wrong Sunday to come. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, because I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to bring it today. I've been so excited about this passage because I believe that it is for our church, uh, for the church, the Big C Church. And, uh, and we're just going to give this time to the Lord. So let's pray together, okay? Holy Spirit, we just want to invite you to come. Uh, with open hearts and with open hands, Lord, we just ask that you fill this place to give us ears to hear and hearts that are after you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, today we're going to be taking communion. And so uh, for those of you guys who are tuning in at home and for uh, those of you guys who are here with us, uh, would you guys go grab those elements if you haven't already just so that uh, you'll be ready as we take communion shortly. So if you haven't uh, gotten one when you walk through the door today, they're just at the door and there'll be some uh, elders there to help you out if uh, you haven't got that for later today. All right, and so uh, today we are going to be camping out in Ephesians chapter 4. So if you want to turn your Bibles on to Ephesians chapter 4, or if you have one of those old school ones where you can flip, it's kind of about three quarters towards the end of the Bible. Uh, and it's the book of Ephesians chapter 4. Today we're talking about the unity of the body. And man, is that so important. Can I just first say that I love the church? is because of the church. Uh, so I'm not talking about this building or other church buildings. I'm talking about you. Uh, it's because of the church that I'm here today. It's because of the church that I have hope, that I have salvation, that I know I'm going to go to heaven and that I have a relationship with Jesus. And uh, so I'm so thankful. Thank you, church. Um, you're making an investment into yourself by being here this morning, but also into the future generations and into our communities and to our neighbors. Uh, so important. The unity of the body is so important. So first of all, we are called to be united in the spirit and in the church. Verse 1 of chapter 4, it says, Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. And, right, we can all go home? This is like, this is great. What more do you need? The guy is in jail, and he's writing to the church. His first thought is the church, is the people that he loves. And Paul is begging you that for you to get this. If there's one thing that you're going to take away from today is that you get this. 
is of the utmost importance that you lead a life worthy of your calling. Verses 2 and 3 are going to tell us how we live out that calling, but maybe first we should talk about what is your calling? I beg you, lead a life that is worthy of your calling. And you know, um, often uh, we ask that question. What is my purpose here? God, what do you want me to do with my life? What are you calling me to? And I want to suggest to you that it's not a what, but it's a who. Who are you calling me to be, Jesus? You're called to be a follower of Jesus. You're called to love God and to love others. And that's it. That's your calling. Paul is begging us to live a life worthy of loving God and loving others. If we all did that, I think we'd be okay. Don't you? Are you leading a life worthy of your calling? Does your life reflect that you love God and that you love others? Today we're going to spend some extended time doing that before we take communion, but would you examine that? Would you examine how you play sports? Does it reflect that you love God and that you love others? It's a scary one for me because a few of us played hockey a few days ago and uh, I'm just nervous about what they're thinking about how I played. Uh, In your workplace, in your business, does it reflect that you love God and that you love others? In your marriage, in your family, in your relationships, the way you drive, the way you conduct yourself every day, does it reflect your calling to love God and to love others? How many of you really want to know? Ask the person beside you. I'll wait. If you really want to know Ask a stranger. Does my life reflect that I love God and that I love others? Because they will know we are Christians by our love. They will know we are Christians by our love. When we move on to verses 2 and 3, this is how we can help to live out our calling. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. The Bible is so good at telling us what what love looks like. Um, And one of my favorites lately is that love always trusts. Love always believes. There's a sermon series, uh, and it's called What Happy Couples Know, Uh, that says it better than I can, but I'm going to try. It says, happy couples know that they always have a choice to fill in the gap between expectation and experience. 
There's a great uh, illustration and story of, uh, of a guy that uh, loves, to, loves peanut butter. And so, uh, you know, just a quick snack or whatever, he'll go to the cupboard with a spoon and help himself to a scoop of peanut butter. Try not to make it so obvious when you're looking at your husband or wife that it does this, okay? And so, uh, loves peanut butter so much, he cleans off the spoon, meticulous, and, and then he just places it in the sink. And uh, you, can, you can imagine uh, his wife comes in to find a spoon in the sink and cannot believe that he left a spoon in the sink. Does he not respect me? He doesn't love me anymore. If he did, he would know that I would not want this spoon in the sink and that he is not allowed to have this peanut butter, and if he does, at least put it in the dishwasher. <laughs> I may have had some influence from some of your wives. But there was an expectation on one part, and the experience didn't match up. And so all of us have that decision to fill in that gap, so that he is so inconsiderate he doesn't care about me. He cares about himself. We're done. And so you can fill in this kind of relationship here. It could be between your spouse. It could be between, I see some teenagers in the room, between a teenager and parent or child and parent. And, uh, and I speak of this because it's very relevant to me is that I fill in the gap for when I'm not happy. And I can go from zero to crazy real fast. It's like, I can't believe they did it. They did it again. I told them. I know that I told them. He knows. She knows that this would not be cool. And maybe it's between you and a friend. And maybe between... You and someone who used to be your friend. And maybe sitting in this room. You can assume the worst or you can believe the best. You can decide that you already know or you can choose to believe that maybe he or, probably, he or she probably didn't know. Are we going to declare that what we think is true? Or are we going to give the most generous explanation and believe it? Isn't this the case with most of our conflicts? Is that expectation is not met. And we choose to fill in the gap and we're going to decide that that person is wrong and they've hurt us. Our conflicts in the church often come from this. They will know we are Christians by our love. It's said that the church is the hope of the world. They will know we are Christians by our love. Unity is so important to God, to the church, to Grand Prairie Alliance Church. Moving on, we're going to verses 3 and 6, 3 to 6. We're reminded of what unites us. 
Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one Spirit, just as you've been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. We're all on the same team. So why are we talking about this this morning? And again, I'm not super excited because it's like, hey, there's all these problems in our church. Talking about this because 2,000 years ago, they, they talked about this. That this is an ongoing issue, and if we want the world to know, they will know we are Christians by our love. And so, unfortunately, this still exists today. And, uh, and we can see that. And it's probably going to continue because you bring a bunch of sinners into the room, which is you and me, a bunch of humans, there's, there's going to be issues. And, uh, and Paul is urging us towards being unified in the one God. This is why we're here, Right? This is why we're tuning in online. It's because we serve the same God. Paul is urging us towards being united, but not uniform. So if we move on to verse 7, it says, However, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. We are together. We are to be together, but still special and unique. United yet diverse. This is the way that, uh, this is one of the ways that God works unity. We can see that through spiritual gifts. And keep reading in verses 8 and 9, it says, This is why the scriptures say, Paul is uh, quoting Psalm 68 here, When he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Verse 9, notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. And the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. And these verses are speaking to the deity of Christ. That is, Jesus is the one who gives us these gifts. That it's not by uh, just random handing out but that he has a very specific design that this group of people are going to have these sets of gifts and they're going to work together to be my church, to be my body. Verse 11, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about in every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us and lies with lies so clever they sound like truth. 
We need you guys. We need the church. We need these gifts. Jesus desires us to grow as a body, to grow individually, to be faithful, to live a life worthy of our calling, but to grow as the church. The best way to grow is through the church. Do we need unity if we're designed to live alone? In fact, that's not the design, is that we were designed to live together in community. And we gotta work at it, but we gotta use these gifts that we've been given. So if we believe that this is true, that God is the one that gives these gifts to us, and that each one of you have a gift for us to function, for us to flourish, to thrive, we need all of these gifts to be working in harmony. What is your gift? Maybe some of you know and maybe some of you don't. But I urge you is to find out what that gift is because we need you. In fact, if, that, if God gave us all of these gifts to work in perfect harmony, when they're not working, when you are not using your gift, then we are deficient. We're not thriving. And so I encourage you, find out what those gifts are. Today I'm going to be posting a few things on our Facebook our social media as to uh, the sermon that I referenced about what happy couples know, but also a spiritual gifts inventory. And uh, these are handy. There you can find them anywhere online uh, and just Google spiritual gifts. And, um, and it just helps us to kind of uh, figure out where God has gifted us. And, um, you know, the, the operative word here uh, in these gifts is that they're gifts of grace. It's nothing that you've earned or something that you're good at, and so that makes that a gift. Cooking is not a gift. Fixing a car is not a gift, but a spiritual gift of service, of maybe hospitality. We're reminded is that the gifts are given to equip the body. Uh, in the Greek word that was used for, for this translation was, is uh, referring to a medical field actually, is that is actually to um, put back into place. So to equip the body is to put back into place uh, what is right. To put a limb back in place. To put a joint back in place. And so um, these are the reasons for the gifts. And each one of us have them. And we need to be operating in them. And we love to do that for you as a church. We love to give you those opportunities we love to see them work because when it works, man, people are blessed. I'm going to give you a quote from Charles Spurgeon. Satan always hates Christian fellowship. It is his policy to keep Christians apart. Anything which can divide saints from one another, he delights in. He attaches far more importance to godly fellowship than we do. Since union is strength, he does his best to promote separation. We need to eat together. We need to fellowship together. We need to train together. We need to journey together. We need to learn together. We need to grow together. Let us not stop meeting. 
It is so good to be the church. I want to encourage you, come every week. Tune in every week because we need you. We need each other. So our gifts are important. What is your gift? Again, if you need help, and maybe this is a newer journey for you or you're not so sure, take a spiritual gifts inventory um, and, and contact us. Let us know is that, uh, that you, you need a place to serve. We would love that. So these gifts are to give us the full measure of Christ. If you want to grow, if we're talking about a next step, and if you even think back to a year ago, think about your walk with Jesus. Think about where you are. Have I grown? Service is essential to growth here, is that God wants us to grow in this fullness. And uh, you can ask any volunteer here. Um, I love when people are using their gifts. I love when I see so many of these um, men and women, grandpa and grandmas that are teaching in kids' ministry, and they're using their gift. And it's beautiful. Those who are helping with information and those who are greeting, those who are behind the scenes and some that are up front. Thank you for using your gifts. So instead of being influenced by the world, being tossed back and forth, we're going to verse 15, and it says, instead, this is what we're going to do in our response to the very present evil that is in our world, that is trying to influence, this is what we're going to do instead. We will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together. Each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. This is our response. This is what we've been intended to do. And at the head of it all is Jesus. This is his church. He's the head of you and he's the head of me and what we do. They will know we are Christians by our love. We need all of you. When I read this passage, I, uh, right away I think about a team. And so um, a team eats together, meets together, trains together, learns together. Um, we all have our roles. So I'm going to invite uh, my friend Richard to come forward just real quickly to help me illustrate this. Uh, and so thanks, Richard, for being willing. You guys give him a hand. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. All right. And so when, when we play hockey, when there's a team, we all have a part, just like spiritual gifts. We all have a role. And when we all function well, we're going to win. Um, maybe you don't believe this, but I am not the goal scorer. Um, hands no good, speed so-so, but this is my role. Richard's a goalie. He's, his job is to stop pucks, right? 
Okay, and so what does a goalie do? What's his stance or whatever? Okay, and so my, my role on the team sometimes is the water boy. Sometimes it is, uh, but this is my main role right here. This is Richard trying to save pucks. And I am doing my role perfectly. I'm not going to score any goals. I'm not going to be any glory, but this is my role right here. And when I operated it, it works. Thanks, Richard. Appreciate it. Now I'm going to invite the rest of the team up. So if uh, my friends would come forward. Um, we all have different roles. And it takes the whole team to be successful. It takes the whole church for us to flourish, to thrive. They will know we are Christians by our love. And here you see many different eras. I'm going to, that's represented by the jerseys, okay? I won't tell you, uh, we're going to go around and say how old each of you are, okay? Um, but we're all the same team, guys. And we all have different roles. And I love that there are tall and short and hair and not so much hair. And we love each other. And if we work together, I think they call it a dynasty. Is that what we won? Hey, guys. All right. Thanks so much, guys. I appreciate it. That's a picture of the church. We need guys that are in jerseys. We guys that don't wear jerseys. Guys that wear ties. Guys that have the gift of hospitality and the guys that have the gift of prophecy. That talk so much and don't talk at all. We need each other. And this is the body. And of all of this is a captain of this team. And the captain of this team in this room here at Grand Prairie Alliance Church is Jesus Christ. He is the one that brings this all together so that we can be the hope of the world. I'm going to invite uh, Richard to come, uh, or sorry, not Richard, um, Josh to come up, and uh, we're going to move into a time of response. And so, like I said today, uh, is that we're, we're uh, going to be taking communion. And so if you haven't got those elements yet, you can just uh, slip outside real quick and there will be some there. Or if you're at home, would you guys go and grab those elements? But this morning, we have talked about a few things. Verse 16, it says, And he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Above all else is love. And so this morning, let's spend some time thinking about how well we are loving. Are we living a life worthy of our calling? That we love God and that we love others.
Like I said, there's going to be an extended time of worship and just response. And so I'm just going to give you some encouragements as we go. But please feel free. This is your time to pray, to listen to God, to ask him questions. God, am I living a life worthy of my calling? contributing to the unity of this church. How, God, do you want me to contribute to the unity of this church? And he may whisper forgiveness. He may ask you to use a gift to go and talk with somebody. makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. One of my hardest questions when I'm hearing God is like, God, what do you think of me? Each part does its own special work. He thinks you're special. Would you receive that this morning? Is that you are special and you are so loved. And would we communicate that to the children that we lead, to our families, to our spouses, to our leaders. You are special.
It is our regular practice at this church to take communion, to remember what the Lord has done for us, that Jesus died on the cross, gave his life as a ransom for each one of us in this room, his body broken and bled for us so that we could have relationship with Jesus again, with God the Father. And I'm so thankful for that. That we remember that this is the main thing, is that you are deeply loved, that you are fully forgiven and completely accepted. So we take a few minutes to come before God and just to ask him to examine our hearts. Is there any offensive way in me? I asked for this song very specifically because the words of the bridge says, I'll never know how much it cost to see my sin upon that cross. I pray that for us, that you will never know, that you will never fully grasp how deeply loved you are, and that God has a plan and a purpose for you. And we're going to come back to this over and over again. Every month, we're going to be reminded, so yeah, Jesus loves me. I may have messed up, but I can come to the cross and seek forgiveness and he's going to pick me up and he's going to lead me. Shortly I'm going to invite uh, Pastor Caleb up to lead us in communion. Uh, you guys will have your elements and please have them ready. Um, what I'm going to share with you quickly is that today I'm not going to take communion because I have some things that that need to be fixed and I uh, didn't quite have enough time before today to fix all of those so in the book of Matthew it says leave your sacrifice at the altar and go make things right and we're just going to let the spirit do that if that is something that you need to do is the spirit brings a relationship to mind um, then, then listen to the spirit if he doesn't that's okay I think it would be so pleasing to, for there to be movement in this room where cups and bread would be left behind and reconciliation happened between people. This is why we do this regularly doesn't have to be necessarily in this room, but in your life, God wants goodness and peace and 
love to reign in your heart. And so uh, in these last few moments before we take communion, uh, yeah, just spend some time with the Lord. And Pastor Caleb's going to come and uh, pray for each of the elements and lead us in taking those. Pastor Wes, uh, if you have your uh, elements, you can you can grab those. And if you didn't know, the bread is in the cup under the cup. That's uh, what we have there. So as we as we take this together, we remember whose body it represents. This was Jesus' body. We remember that he was whipped his body, his flesh torn for us in our place. Father God, we thank you that you would love us so much to send your son to take our place, to take our beating. God, and we thank you for it and we remember and we honor Christ. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let's, let's take this together. And the cup represents Jesus' blood that was shed, that was spilled. Because without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And it was Jesus' blood that was shed that paid for our forgiveness. So Father God, we again thank you so much for your son, Jesus. That he was the sacrifice, that he was a worthy sacrifice to cover our sin. We thank you, God. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let's take together. Ephesians is a great book. You only need to look towards a verse or two to be met by God. And so this morning... Uh, and into this week, if you're looking for a new place to read in your word, maybe you haven't done some devotions in a while, um, read Ephesians. If you were just going to do one chapter, read chapter four and do it slowly and just pray through the verse. God, what do you want to say to me? As God, as Paul begs you to lead a life worthy of your calling, what does that mean to me, God? Um, I'm going to flip back just to one chapter before Ephesians chapter 3, and this is uh, God's blessing for you this morning as you go. Ephesians 3, 16 to the end. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, 
who will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power and understanding, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete in all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for being open to the Spirit. Uh, we're going to have some people at the front here. If you would like prayer, please come forward um, and go in God's grace. See you next week.